0: she spent 12 years Mm -hmm. becoming the person she thought they wanted her to be she stopped picking up puppies
1: until you make unconscious conscious it will direct your life and you will call it fate big bad corporations require up to a point they
2: need drones they need people who are going to follow the rules our natural
3: behavior is to critique so just helping people recognize that a behavior for creativity is to be positive and nurture ideas
2: hello and welcome to the common creative my name is chris meredith and i'm paul fairweather and we're on a mission to understand and share the secrets of creativity in business. And this week's guests are very special. Chris Barras-Brown and Jim Lusty are the co-founders of a business with a strange name, Upping Your Elvis. Uh, I known, I have known Chris and Jim over the years for about 15 years, and I would call them creative gurus. Their business helps bigger businesses understand and harness the power of creativity. And as Chris put it, he helps them bring out their inner purpose. It's, it's wonderfully enriching what they do and obviously vital to help people in the world of big business.
1: I was so looking forward to this interview and I was certainly not disappointed. These guys are geniuses in this field. And what I'm finding incredibly surprising is that, you know, every episode we learn something new about creativity <laughs> From people you know from all walks of life, but these guys are a platinum you know they 're not gold they 're they're, they're pure platinum.
2: I hope everyone listens right through the details of an app that they 've just launched it 's totally free it 's called talk it out and it's it 's a way of helping connect with your subconscious and become more productive and I think happier in what you do. so listen for talk it out during the chat
1: yeah it 's great so let' us uh, let 's get the boys on all the way from uk
2: yeah, great.
1: Chris and Jim are from
2: Up in Your Elvis, a huge welcome to the Common Creative. Uh, we last chatted uh, over 10 years ago. We used to work together back in the UK at a company that was all about innovation and creativity. I've gone my own way. You've gone your own way and formed this business, Up in Your Elvis. Now, it's a really extraordinary name for a business, Up in Your Elvis. You have to tell us why has it got that name and what does that how does that connect to creativity? Yes, and I have got a copy of your book. Is that what you're pointing at? Cool. Yeah, I, I'm pointing so at Jim. It. It's, I think it's he's a... pointing
3: at me, Chris, because uh, Chris <laughs> came up with the name. So maybe I should tell the story on his behalf, otherwise. Uh, so um, yeah. So when Chris left, What If uh, to set up his new business, he and then he wooed me in a year later, just like he wooed me into What If. Chris has been wooing me all of his life, really. Um, but he was doing some research into creative. Uh, leaders, really, and people who inspired him. And he came across the story of of Bono, This is the, it, with, the lead singer of U2, the band, U2. Exactly. No, uh, nonetheless. And it, the story was around um, him during the Drop the Debt campaign, which he was championing in the early 2000s. And he got he built a reputation very quickly for when he turned up to large organisations to, to identify the people in those big businesses that he actually wanted to work with. And for him, it was the mavericks, you know, the, the people who are a little bit less predictable in the way they showed up and the way they operated, the people who liked, uh, who enjoyed Challenging the status quo, I guess. Um, They used to ask the question, so who's Elvis around here? And, you know, we love that question, you know. And (laughs) and we think that everybody's got Elvis inside of them everyone's got their own p- potential their own unique set of talents but for lots of reasons it's easy to disconnect from it and so upping your Elvis really is all about working with people to help them reconnect to their Elvis more every day and if they do guess what they have better energy they sharpen they give a better representation of themselves and of course they're way more creative so uh, that's that's the name that's the inspiration for the name of the business uh,
2: and, and having read your very wonderful book which is called upping your Elvis it, it all adds up to bigger idea about kind of finding your purpose if I've understood it right um I I have a question about the business because your clients tend to be quite big companies and I I wonder if a lot of the questions and the way that you help people find themselves and unleash their creativity ends up with them basically leaving the business because big, bad corporations require <laughs> up to a point. They need drones. They need people who are going to follow the rules. So th- does everyone leave? And and can you be up your elbows if you are in a big company? That's what I'm asking.
0: Yeah, look, it's, it's a great question. Actually, I used to, I, back in the what if days, I used to run a, a course called Choosing Your River that Jim actually came on uh, when he wasn't at what if. And uh, eight out of 10 people did leave their job at that point um, <laughs> because, because it was, uh, it was, so deliberately provocative that actually most people just went i can't carry on the way i was and that you know interestingly unilever kept sending people to clients (laughs) (laughs) but but unilever kept sending people because they said this is great if people if people should go then they should right we should support (laughs) that Uh, but most people didn't quite have that um that kind of perspective but, uh, but no, we, what, what our, our thing is all about is that we're not designed for business, right? You know, we're designed to be hunter-gatherers on the savannah. Um, and, you know, we were that until 12,000 years ago, all of us. And we did it for 2 million years. So that is our DNA. That is very much our design. Uh, business is quite a recent construct. And, th- and therefore, you know, we spent all our time trying to fit into business. But what we should do is make business fit us. Mm. and therefore actually our encouragement to people would be say no there is no such thing as a perfect business your job is to make it fit you and therefore you don't have to leave you have to make it work for your energy your identity what makes you tick
1: that's did you change the name of that course from choosing your river to uh the flushing out the deadwood or something like that
0: (laughs) (laughs) we should have done that i I think it would be a very honest title
2: I'm just what, is that possible? A, big businesses have built up the way they work over many years, usually, and they've got these sort of strange languages they use and sometimes strange corporate uniforms and you know, their procedures. Uh, I remember when I started in a big company, we had this, this monthly meeting. It was called Forward Plans. Um, it was vital to present to Forward Plans and get things signed off and was wondered when we were going to have a meeting called Backwards Plans. But anyway, Forward Plans was the meeting. That's the way they did it. And I, I, i sort of wonder if if you're going to try and make business fit you that it's tough in big businesses and and here we are us four. we all have shows on our own separate rivers none of us work for big businesses so for those i was going to say those poor people those people that are in big business how can you make it fit you without the business spitting you out
0: yeah,, no, it's a great question, and it's it, and it's not so straightforward. We can't change everything, obviously, because we you know we don't run the business, but we can change things within our sphere of influence. And um, and you know what? There's loads of ridiculous business practice that if somebody just spoke up and challenged it, everyone would be delighted. So <laughs> so I think it's incumbent upon all of us within organisations to be able to say, well, look, what can we change up here? What can we shift? What can we do that makes it more human, more energetic, more creative? And 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 actually, if we wait for somebody to do it, it ain't going to happen. I tell you that much. Yeah. Um, yes. So so it's our job, right?
3: And, and actually, you you say big business. I think a lot of our clients that are big businesses are getting much better at it than they have been. And all the all our clients, all our, the leaders that work with us, you know, and we're not to everyone's taste, you know, upping your Elvis, you know, where we fit, we work and where we don't, we don't. And so I guess, you know, the type of business I'm talking about, the big businesses, the ones maybe slightly more open-minded uh, to all of this, they're doing everything that they possibly can to fight against the machine, to create the environments, to keep people who are more creative, who are more entrepreneurial and who want to sort of break the system from the inside. So you know, they're desperate to make that happen. And actually that they're getting better and better at it by creating more flexibility and empowering more people to be more themselves at work. But it's still tricky because, you know, when it gets to a certain size, you know, you need structure and process as well. And that, that can inhibit a lot of people.
0: And I was gonna say one of the things that really has helped us is that although we do big, broad change programs for massive companies, we, we don't do it one size fits all. We do it through individual teams. And the reason being is, you know, you might join, you know, a Nike, but you will stay for your team. And therefore, if you can work on that team level and you can make sure that the behavioural standards are embedded there that are appropriate to what they do in their unique context, then you make shifts happen. But, you know, don't think of a business being homogenous because they're not. Yeah.
3: And that's that's sort of been a revelation of ours in the last couple of years, Christopher, isn't it? Because people talk about culture and creating a creative culture. And it's just it's meaningless because in a large organisation, you'll talk to five people in that business. they all have a very different take on the culture based on the team that they are part of and the culture of that team. And so suddenly, working and working on a big business becomes much easier because you just focus on on the team and that dynamic and then suddenly you can start to do some exciting work
1: just just sort of on that and and the team in your book you you make this you know i, I really love the way it's set out that you say here, here's the way we designed and here's the reality of our present day uh, and it's been a couple of months since i read it but do you do a thing about you know here we were as a tribe on you know on the savannah and here we are as a team sitting around the boardroom table do you, do you have you got a partner like that or what what is your sort of take on that you know how do they turn up around the boardroom table you know thinking that you know they were designed to be on the savannah
0: yeah, yeah absolutely so so you know references like that come through in the work that we do and, um, and I, I can tell you a little story um that, that would illustrate that so uh, it, it is in the book. It's um, it's about um, uh, some work we did with Unilever. Um, we did a big change programme for them. And, um, you know, we did our usual kind of thing where we work with leaders. We did events all around the world. But we had uh, some hand-picked people come to my home here in Dorset for a whole week, right? And, um, and on day one, this lady walked in. And, you know, you just you just know when somebody doesn't want to be there, right? You know, she, she was all prickly. And, you know, I know what was going on in her head. It was this. Five days with these hippies. You know, you can almost hear it, you can almost hear it. Hippie, hippie. Hi, hippie, with this hippie, sorry, yeah, not Jim. Um, anyway, so it's fantastic, we learnt loads. On the last day, we were sitting around the, the fireplace in the drawing room, and she shared this story. She said, look, when she joined Unilever, she joined as a graduate trainee, and she was all shiny and bright, she wanted to change the world. And she remembered vividly on her second week, going on one of these insight immersions that we all love to do, where, you know, you go and you you experience firsthand how people actually live their lives. Now. She lived in Durban, so she ended up going to a township where she got to experience firsthand, where people cooked, cleaned, uh, lived, with a lot less resource than she was used to. And of course, for anyone who's done that, it's a very emotive experience. You learn a lot, but it has an impact on you. Now, at the end of the day, in this rather heightened state of sensitivity, she was walking back to the air-conditioned bus with all these Unilever VPs, and she heard this noise coming from a disused tire by the side of the road, and she went over to investigate, feeling quite curious. And within it, she found three abandoned puppies. Now she knew she couldn't save them all but she decided she could save one so she picked up this puppy and took it onto the bus with her where all of these veterans just laid into her they were like oh my god stacy honestly i mean you know you can't you can't get ahead in unilever like this you have to toughen up you know you can't be so emotional you need to be more professional And she realised, sitting in my house, that's exactly what she'd done. She spent 12 years becoming the person she thought they wanted her to be. Tougher, more professional, less emotional. Actually, the way she summarised it, she stopped picking up puppies. (laughs) And the reason she did that is exactly what you're referring to, Paul. You know, as a tribe, you know, if we are part of one, our chance of survival skyrockets because we've got more chance for protection and support. And therefore, we have this innate inbuilt subconscious drive to make sure we fit in and we'll do anything to make sure we fit in now obviously on savannah our tribe was quite obvious our tribe today is our team the people we work with and therefore we cannot help but change our behavior as stacy did to make sure we fit in now in some ways that's great because it means we get support we get belonging we get relational energy the downside is when we sh- change our behavior so much we stop being who we are yeah and we get into that group and that kind of business kind of way of being so a lot of our job is actually to celebrate you know, the good parts of that relational energy, but then get people to step back and touch back in again with what makes them tick, what makes them shine, what makes them special. Because my belief is when people do that, their creativity flourishes because when you're truly being you, then ideas come naturally. So, Chris, can I, I want to ask a follow-up question on that. Because
2: yeah, um, yeah I, in your book, there's this wonderful app. Uh, maybe we should talk more about it later. But it's called... Um, Talk it out. And yep. the challenge is to use this app to basically talk to yourself, to talk, and the app records what you say, but no one else ever hears it. And you go yep. through this process to, to talk it out. And um, I tried it out by the way, it works brilliantly. Um and the idea is you access your subconscious, what's going on, and, and it helps you understand what it is to be truly yourself. But, but my question is. Why don't people do that themselves? Why can't they just access that naturally? And perhaps worse than that, why are the barriers sometimes to those people who go, I don't want to go there, mate, I just know that's not me. And I, uh, I, 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 yeah, enough of this hippie stuff. Um, why are we resistant to stuff, which is so obviously <laughs> good for you, fulfilling, and so on, and actually relatively easy once you get stuck into it. And yet, there are big barriers
0: yeah so you know i I know jim's got some views on this as well but you know my my biggest one is you know it's just fear isn't it so um you know if people aren't comfortable with doing things like accessing their subconscious and they don't see it happening around them in their business then they're not going to take the risk because they might get it wrong they might be called out you know they might look foolish if you're in a business where everyone else is doing it and we know lots that are it just becomes commonplace and becomes habitual so so a lot of it is about cultural norms a lot of it is about overcoming the fear in our head of if i do this then i'm might not be accepted by the tribe therefore guess what I'm going to play straight I'm going to do really average stuff and I'm just going to do the things that I know know work in a normal business Jim I don't know what's your your view
3: well i was just saying i think especially in lockdown as well i think we've become a little bit more transactional um i think we have become a little bit busier and efficient with our time uh we're doing more multitasking all of that good stuff and i think that's fine but i think that's basically just focusing on our conscious brain and we're getting really good at that and i think it's really important just to recognize the power of the subconscious you know our conscious brain is a very small part of our overall thinking capacity subconscious is where every single experience we've ever had in our lives arguably is stored and so that's where the stimulus we need to have great ideas and be creative and create new connections resides Uh, and yet to access it we need to not be transactional and busy and multitask and be efficient actually we need to take take a step take a step back from that busyness and uh you know go for a walk have a lie down have a relax you know be a bit more playful because then you're, you're you start to get more access to your subconscious to 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 sort of join up the dots and have some exciting ideas i think at the moment people are so busy that uh they're just spending all their time in their in their conscious brain so i think that's there's a big Mm. barrier there
2: i certainly agree with that because being busy is is easy you don't have to actually question things and so on it's you know ticking those things off your your to-do list i'd love to hear about how you've got some companies to adopt some of the ideas and i think you're i mean there are some really interesting suggestions for example about um, taking naps and sleeping for example um to reflect it to journal what you do perhaps or or in talking out to talk to yourself and so on uh, these could sound like they could be a bit weird <laughs> in a, in a, how, how do you get people to do it uh how have big businesses adopted some of these ideas
0: yeah so uh, one of our big principles is everything that we do <clears throat> is very simple very human and energetic <clears throat> and it has to deliver results right because otherwise they're not going to adopt it and carry on doing it so so everything that we do is something that you know doesn't take very much training people can get a benefit immediately that, that that's number one number two um you know we don't just Run straight into it. It's really important we get people receptive because if they're not in the right energetic state to learn this stuff and experiment with it, it's never going to stick. So we spend a lot of time actually uh, making people laugh, you know, getting people put to a place where they realize, actually, isn't it fun doing work and having ideas? Because when they they do that, they let their guards down, they become way more receptive. So we will we spend a lot of time what we call setting up interactions so that they're clear on why they understand how to be they get their energy right and actually you know but they, they become incredibly um open when you get them to the right place
3: yeah and and actually when we do do that we then press we sort of press pause the metaphoric pause button and we go are we in a better place to do work now and they'll nod their heads and we uh, go what is it that we've done and they all start telling us all the things that actually make up a really important part of any creative session which is how you set it up in the first place what sort of what sort of time
1: frame would that be what sort of
3: time frame would you have like well i mean when we're spending a a day together we would probably spend an hour doing that but then we say you know a lot of your creative sessions might only be 30 minutes long so we pull out uh, the the important threads of what makes up a good setup uh, and then go find find a version that works for that 30 minute session running a 30-minute creative session, it's probably five minutes. But as yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris saying that the three things that were important there is um, why are we here? You know, you can't you can't be good at creative, but you have, you have good creative ideas unless you, you get, you're get, you stimulated around what it is that you're having ideas around. You know, and how many times we've we been in meetings and sessions where you go, why am I here? What am I supposed to be having ideas on? So the more clarity on why, the more focused people will be and the more useful they'll be. Um, how you want them to be, so uh you know our natural uh, uh, behavior is to critique and um, pick holes and things so just helping people recognize that a behavior for creativity is to be positive and nurture ideas whatever the language is that works for you have some playfulness and then the last bit which is probably the the uh at the heart of everything is energy you know because if you have the right energy and that will vary for all of us it will mean that creativity you know just becomes more effortless and so doing stuff unapologetically at the start of a session to ensure that the energy is good I think it's really important and that can be physical getting people to stand up move around it can just be getting people to speak a little bit before you get into the session means that there's just a bit more mojo a bit more connection going on so that when you press acceleration, you start asking people for ideas. Guess what? They they come more mm. readily, and so that's what we call setup. It sounds very simple, but actually, if you have a discipline of doing that, actually, at the start of every single meeting, not just creative meetings, getting clarity on the why, the be, and the energy, it pays back massively. And and I think a lot of the time, people, especially again on Zoom and on Teams and in the virtual world we live in, get straight into the detail too quickly, and they forget all that stuff. You know, creating the conditions uh, that we all need. So that that we can be ourselves and express
1: what's going on tonight. I I I we're on Zoom here, uh listeners and um Chris and Jim are coming in from, from England, uh and they're in different uh, parts of the country over there in the UK, but they're both wearing stripy shirts. So I was wondering whether <laughs> is that one of the ways you get people laughing when you both turn up uh sort of dressing the same? Uh,
0: <laughs> to be honest, they it's laugh at the, the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but you, we're going to do it now. This is a new strategy. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that in the pen. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: I was, just, I was just saying, Chris is wearing one of my hand-me-downs, so I'll take all the responsibility <laughs> for the question. Yeah.
1: So I just wanted it to go really back. Is what he had me down, so I thought that was a joke.
3: <laughs> no. No,
1: no, it, uh, I just wanted to go back when you were talking before about consciousness I was trying to I was trying to remember it but I recently came across a great quote from Jung which you you probably know but it said until you make unconscious conscious it will direct your life and you will call it fate um, <laughs> nice. You, Nice.
2: I, I, like that. I just love to hear a little bit about talk it out um because that's a, a sort of broader bigger idea i mentioned the app and this concept of, that people should just talk um perhaps when they're walking because you you think of it differently when you're talking i certainly agree with that it's sort of meditative to to walk tell us more about the app what kind of people are using it how's it how's it been going
0: well yeah well i, I think this could be the focus of our challenge for you actually talk it out because there's there's some ways you can use it that are pretty cool so um so Talk It Out helps people get their head straight. And, and, and the reason this is important is, as Jim mentioned earlier, you know, around 95%... Of our thinking is subconscious, and therefore most people don't really know, you know, what they should be focusing on today, how to use their talents, wh- why they feel the way they do, why they're having a good day versus a bad, um, or indeed know how to tap into their creative genius because it's all underneath their layer of consciousness. So, what talking out does in a very simple way is it helps you access that a bit like releasing a cork from a bottle of champagne, yeah. So, so that the the, the kind of the conscious story comes out, so that other stuff can bubble up from the subconscious. And, um, and, it, and it works, as you say, on a very simple principle. You go for a walk and you talk. And we used to teach this where we used to get people to do it in pairs and they'd listen to each other. And, and, and it worked really well. But we realized that actually um, this could benefit millions of people, uh, not just through productivity and creativity, but it's incredibly good for well-being. So we built an app. We borrowed a load of money. Uh, actually, it officially launches this week um oh. and, and actually we, we did a lot of testing on it recently to see what what difference it makes so at the moment in the uk we're just testing it with the national health service uh frontline uh, workers and unilever are doing are actually conducting the research for us because they've identified Talk it out as a cause they want to support and uh, the first cut data is amazing i mean Basically, you know, p- people being able to, on a daily basis, wrestle problems more productively have doubled uh, in, in 10 days. Uh, people, you know, their anxiety has gone down. Their happiness has doubled. Uh, their, their enthusiasm about the future has doubled in 10 days. So it's good for their well-being as well as productivity. We also know that if you do talk it out in a particular way for 10 days, and I'll explain how in a second, your your chance of creating a positive impact every day goes up tenfold, tenfold. Mm.
1: Yeah,
0: out of extraordinary. It. It's true! <laughs> so, so we're really, really excited about it. And actually, um, what's really it's super exciting is uh, Microsoft are very keen that we plug it into Teams. So we're working with them at the moment Ooh. to make that part of their platform. So, So it's really taking off at the moment. But our intention here is to get it to as many people as we can on the planet just so they can get their head straight because if you get your head straight every day can be more Technicolor and actually a lot of the issues with with well-being that actually we just can't cope with at the moment we're hoping we'll be able to you know we'll be able to help people with a little bit like going to the gym and eating well looks after your body this can help look after your mind
1: And if I can
2: give it a quick plug. Like I, I had a quick play with it before this podcast it, it's, it's really it's really simple to use uh, and it's disarmingly powerful I, I felt like a complete sort of Longer as I first started talking to myself and suddenly you find yourself saying things you think oh I didn't know I would say that and I didn't realize that was important to me so yeah I, I give it a big plug it's a fantastic initiative uh, one of the things you were saying about you know w- walking helps
3: it, you know I, I think we're spending so much time in a, having a sedentary life at the moment staring at screens and it's just a fantastic um excuse <laughs> to get out uh, get out of your house and go for a walk um, to, to do this because it works much better as you walk and you talk. You know, and there's mm-hmm. loads of research to say walking your natural gait spikes your creativity massively. And um, yeah, any excuse to get outside while still working, I think we should embrace with open arms as
0: well. So It's
1: sort of like it journaling on steroids, by because you're yeah. you're getting getting the walking, uh, <laughs> not yeah it not
0: non-sedentary. And, 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 and well, I, I love a bit of journaling. I'm a big fan of it. I think um I think it's super super useful. This is a slightly more energetic way of processing so right. um they, they suit people in different ways and, and I, I i actually quite like to do a bit of a combination but but for me i tend to process better with movement and and verbalizing so it just gets me a bit further and faster than journaling
1: mm-hmm. so uh what what's what's your challenge for us i know we're not going to wrap up but I'm, I'm intrigued i don't think i can go on i can't concentrate <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: look, I've, I've got i've got two layers for you guys because you know there, there's an entry level and uh, as and as you're all about creativity, the entry level is very straightforward. If there's anything that you want to have ideas on, use the Talk It Out app and just talk about the topic. And it's super useful. And actually that's what we designed Talk It Out for, because we know that it helps people have ideas. Alright, so so that's a very easy brief, talk about it. And what happens is, by the way, when you have a, a breakthrough and in insight, if you just press the button, whatever you say next gets recorded in text as well as audio. So you don't need to listen back to it. So this is what's really neat about it. So you can talk for 10 minutes about any old topic and then come away with three killer insights captured beautifully for you so you can just work with them. So, so that's that's layer one. But I've got layer two. All right. So these these are for the creative ninjas out there, the people that want to take it further. Um for me to be really good at creativity there's two other things that you need not only do you need to access your subconscious but you need focus and you need to be able to learn from experiments right so so yeah, so what so what we've been doing uh with, with the NHS, which is which has got great results, is we get them to do a talk it out for the first five minutes of their day to get clear on what their big thing should be, what it is they should focus their talents and attention on. And 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 obviously in this particular brief, something that you need to be creative around. I and mean, it could be anything, okay? But it's the thing that when you have delivered it, you know you've had a good day. All right, so it's something important to you. And obviously, if you get that focus, then the chance of it happening goes up massively. So that's the first thing, five minutes. Then when you finish work, five minutes of doing a talk it out on what you have learned that day yeah how that creativity went how you achieved your big thing what experiments have given you energy etc so that you get to reflect so for just 10 minutes a day and, and actually to just to do that for, for 10 days and okay. if you do that um the the research that we've got shows that you will have skyrocketing energy you'll get way more control you get better ideas and you know you'll be using your talents more regularly so that's the challenge that is the challenge
1: do we get strappy shirts? Do, sh- do we get strappy shirts?
0: Amber and red patent. That was very
3: important. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just to make that there is a discipline to it, which I just want to make sure that you adhere to during the challenge, which is, Chris says talk for five minutes in the morning about what your big thing is. Um, if you're clear on your big thing, this isn't sort of speaking for 30 seconds and God, I've got my big thing is clear. It's about making sure you talk for the full five minutes, which will obviously mean that you'll, you'll talk some sense, then you'll get a little bit lost. You've just got to keep going. So talk for the whole of those five minutes, because often what you first say will be very different to what you end up saying after five minutes. Yeah, and be comfortable with a few silences and a few pauses, but the discipline is talk for a whole five minutes at the start and at the end, because you know you're more likely to be accessing your subconscious towards the end of that five minute rant than you are at the beginning. Right. So, so just
1: in just in terms of that, so the app records the whole five minutes, does it? But if you hit the does. button, it'll, so you can sort of, oh, I got an idea, or hit the button, or record that and 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 give you a, a text on it. But it does save the whole five minutes if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, For a lot of a lot of,
0: a lot of people like to listen back to the whole thing. Right. Um, you know that that gives them some insight with a nice cup of tea. You know, but when you've done it a few times, you don't need to. You just yeah. you, you notice when you are talking, you will suddenly have this energy change where you go, "Oh, oh, that's important." And you might be excited, you might get stuck. You know, you might have a, a literally light bulb moment. That's where you hit the button, and then whatever you say next gets pulled out. And then what 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 that means is it's incredibly efficient. So you, you don't need to spend more time on it than you need to. Uh, look, I-,
1: I, I love think this it- idea. Go,
2: go. know, go, no, you go. Go, Chris. Well, I was going to say that I do love this idea of allowing yourself to get stuck, to go for the full five minutes. And if you get stuck or you stumble, that's a good thing. I certainly use that when I'm working with groups and encouraging them to ideate. It's that moment when they stop. You know you're going to get something great after it because everything before that's been yeah. stuff they already knew. They were ready to go. And they're going to have to dig digger, deeper after they've stopped and got sweaty and felt a bit embarrassed. So doing it to yourself makes perfect sense too, is to, to allow yourself to struggle with a problem and look at different ways of expressing it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. We've done a lot of work with um, a really big client. We've just done a change program for 22,000 people. As part of that, we've been helping them connect their personal purpose with the company purpose. And we got them to do it for 20 minutes, right? Because that's a big topic, right? And you need to, you need to really explore it. And invariably around, 12, 13, 14 minutes, people get completely stuck and they, they go quiet. What they come back with after that is absolute gold. So, having enough time to get a little bit lost is vital.
3: Yeah, and one of the one of, when we are um, doing some of our deeper work around creative facilitation, you know, one of the big things we always remind facilitators is to enjoy the silence. Because I think a lot of the time when you're facilitating groups, you feel as though the onus is on you to uh, do all the talking, and actually, the best
1: facilitators shut up. And um, and when it's sort of a paradox in a way. Because you know that whole thing about you know talking is about you know being self-conscious, uh, and so you know, we try to get into the subconscious by being self-conscious when we first start talking, and then get over that you know to to go deeper. You
0: know you do That's go funny. through your conscious story, and we've got a conscious story about everything, right? So you've got to tell yeah, yeah. that first before yeah, yeah, yeah. you go into the subconscious, and it, it, yeah. it is a weird feeling because most of us get paid to sound smart, right? What you say doesn't have to be smart or indeed true, you know, because actually <laughs> if you're really unfiltered, you just got to say anything that comes into your head. And that takes just a little bit of practice. A bit like journaling. I think when you start journaling, it takes a little bit to get into a flow. It's the same with this.
2: Yeah, yeah. If anyone's listening and feeling very skeptical about this idea of effectively talking to yourself, I have heard that one of the reasons people have such great relationships with their hairdressers is that they're sitting, looking in the mirror. They're not actually talking to the hairdressers at all. They're actually talking to themselves. So maybe you, if you're if you're feeling suspicious about this, you're already an expert in talking to yourself <laughs> if you've
3: got
0: a great relationship <laughs> with your <the>
1: hairdresser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Well,
3: we talk to ourselves all the time. It's just we don't verbalize it. You know. <laughs> that that is. Weird. I think
1: that is. That is we've the essence got- of it. That is the essence of it, isn't it? That is the yeah, essence. We've all of it. got voices in our head, and if you're there yeah. going, I don't have a voice in my head. you know <laughs> That's the voice.
2: <laughs> Interesting that that uh, the voices in heads are so often negative voices, and if you allow them out, maybe you can sort of take control of them and so on. It's, it's I, I find it I don't know what the word is frustrating when you hear people expressing something negative about themselves and, and you sort of think to yourself <laughs> other people might do that for you but don't do it to yourself you know you have to find a way of being positive about yourself uh, mm-hmm. listen uh, we, we challenged you if, if you had a quote for us it's a great way of us kind of trying to distill the essence of of your message to the world on creativity and you know uh, finding your purpose um is there something you want to share what, what what quotes have you got what gems have you got to share with us <laughs>
0: Uh, well, One of my favourite ones is the one that was reputed to be written on the blackboard of Einstein which just summarises business for me which is you know what counts often can't be counted and what is counted often can't that doesn't count and I think that business is is trying to make everything so scientific um, over the years and it's all about data and proof and actually the magic lies in the people for me and you know you can't count love but that makes a big impact on the planet. Um, And therefore, all our work is about those intangibles—the the the bits of magic, the energy, the way that people show up—that actually makes the difference between amazing work and amazing people with real meaning, and just showing up for a paycheck. And you know, that's that's a massive differential for me. Lovely, lovely. Jim, do you want to add to that? You got a
3: quote to? I always (laughs) like I always like to quote Gandhi when it comes to um, creating (laughs) the conditions (laughs) for creativity. Because there is a map, you know, and it's a very simple quote, but it's be the change that you want to see. And I think um, if you want people to be creative in big business then you need to go there first. And if you want people to behave and be more maverick and challenge the status quo and come out with some crazy ideas and ask the stupid questions, then guess what? You need to do that first because if you are the leader in that business, if you are facilitating that session, people emulate your behaviors, they emulate your energy, they emulate what you prioritize. And so it's really important that you don't just put it on other people, you lead by example and and you get things wrong and you show it's okay and you give permission for people to then do it themselves and and if you do do that they're the most inspiring leaders they're the people who get their people you know finding and connecting uh to their creativity in their ways because everybody's different but they need that permission and that, and they'll see that in leaders who who go first
2: wonderful i think that's a wonderful moment to leave it jim and chris all the way from the uk Experts on creativity and talking about it. Was so kind of you to join us. Thank you very much
1: indeed. Absolutely. Thanks, pleasure. Chris. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's been absolutely fabulous. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like not to miss any future episodes, please subscribe. And if you subscribe, it helps others find
2: us. And a huge thank you to Zane weber our audio engineer, to Michaela Rock, our producer. I'm Chris Meredith, and we'll see you next week. I'm Paul Fairweather. Join us
1: then.